Welcome to Conversations with Z and Vindesh, a weekly discussion that explores common life challenges and offers practical solutions. Learn more at dharmamedia.com. That's D-H-A-R-M-A media.com. All right, welcome back, everyone, to this week's edition of Conversations. And Z, we're picking up where we left off last time. So last time we had this interesting discussion about mass insanity. And if you look around the world, we've seen a very rapid change towards dysfunction. So individual health is getting worse. We're going along with things that in the past we would have thought were crazy, uh, like the sexualization of children, uh, like the chemicals in the environment, the drinking water, the food. This has just all become part of our day to day. And it's beyond just the habits that we have. Uh, You look at the geopolitical situation, and there's more and more risk around the world. Of course, there's a conflict with Russia and Ukraine, which the West is involved in. Now we're talking about confrontation with China. Uh, You look at the environment, we have global warming, we have fires in Hawaii, which previously Hawaii was a tropical sanctuary. And now the place is burning to the extent that people are jumping in the ocean to avoid the flames. So it's kind of a crazy time to be alive, uh, partially because of where we are and partially because of how rapidly things are changing. And another thing we talked about was AI and the evolution of technology and how if this develops without control uh, or without intelligence, you know, if it's just a blind urge to keep on creating, keep on creating, where does that take us? Uh, What destructive forces are we potentially unleashing? And this isn't to scare people and to get people into a state of panic. It's more to create an awareness of what's happening in the world, because once we have that awareness, we can figure out what to do about it. So if we are able to see things clearly, see what is actually going on, evaluate the models and the recipes we have for how to live our life, evaluate the things that we're told and question whether these are true or they aren't true, then we are in a much better position to take charge of our own health and our own sanity. And we can find strategies that work and we can evolve and adapt uh, just as the world is evolving and adapting. So that's really, Izzy, what today's conversation is about. Uh, Last time we talked about the insanity. Today we're going to talk more about solutions and where do we go. And there was someone in the Dharma community who brought this point up and talked about how Dharma media could be a sanctuary uh, because people need a place where they can just get away from all of the craziness. And in fact, we've used that term before. When we talk about our community, we talk about our community as a group of opt-outs, a group that's saying, look, the way that a lot of the world lives or a lot of uh, our society lives, is not something that we want to be a part of. It's too crazy. It's too anxiety prone. It's too unhealthy. It's too filled with bitterness and hatred. So we want to move in a different direction. How do we do that? And moving beyond just how we can do it, where do we go? How can we find groups of like-minded people and really create some escape from this chaos? Or, Or maybe escape is the wrong word, but maybe create our own reality So we're not dependent on what is happening in the world around us. And we are not victim to all of these forces that we can't control. Z, I'm going to hand it over to you and just give us your thoughts. How should we think about the sanctuary? I mean, when we are living in a world where everything around us seems to be getting crazier and crazier, and not only that, it seems to be pervasive. It seems like there's no escape. Where do we go to take charge of our mind and our health? Yeah, man. Um, This is a time for the opt-outs. I'm going to really open my heart on this one. 
is to be, we have to have a method of critically auditing ourselves first. That's the first thing. So we're always checking ourselves to make sure we're living in a sincere way. So you want to be around people who you can trust them to be the critical auditors, even us on this platform. Like when our friends and our family members called us and say, hey, I like what you were talking about or I don't like what you're talking about or explain more of this or that. We listen and we want a community that listens to each other who are active listeners and can critically audit one another as we're doing this. Because imagine this insanity, this mass insanity was a vapor, right? It was, a, it was an invisible gas and it's floating around the, the, the different communities of our society, and it's hard to tell that you're under the influence. You need someone who can help you re-index yourself, to center you, to ground you, and say, hey, this is not cool. Little things we can start doing is avoid large crowds. And it's interesting that, Caitlin, you were just telling the story about you went to some concert, it was packed. It was, uh, it was belly button to ass. It was so many people there. And these are the same people that were yelling and screaming and demanding everybody gets vaccinated. Do you not see the insanity of that? Make sure everybody's vaccinated so I can be safe in a big crowd. You know where else you'll be safe? Is it in a not so big crowd? Oh, let's go and let's make sure there's plenty of security so there's a mass shooting. You know where else you can be safe from a mass shooting? It's not in a mass of people. Right? Because people are losing their mind. Period. And we need to know when we're losing our mind. If you're sitting there arguing with people who are crazy, trying to have a rational discussion and, and get them to turn around their thoughts, you are now crazy. So you need an opt-out friend of yours who you trust, tap you on the shoulder and say, hey, come on now. Let's pull out of this and not put a lot of energy into that. What we find is that when you think for yourself, there's organic boycotts of things. You spend less money. Very important now because the, economics are, the economy is very unstable. So we need to spend less. And when we do spend our money, spend it on things that have value, potentially trade value or resource value, not just um, reacting or, or, or just immediate gratification things. So opt-outs, we want to avoid immediate gratification type purchases, right? Just, and then you will find that you, you can stretch your money a little more. Not that maybe you're not worried about money that much, but I see on the horizon, as the chickens come home to roost on this fake economy, that they're trying to digitize everything, a central digital currency following mechanism. U.S. government's all for that. So that tells you mass insanity right there. Who would be for the government managing, observing, monitoring all of your financial activity? How is that a good idea? No one can explain how the government using AI and algorithms, creating a digital profile of you to observe simply your consumer purchases and how you spend your money. What do you think that will end up? So I want people to think about long-term effects of whatever you're doing as opt-outs. We all need to be fit. So there's a movement now against fitness. They're saying fitness is part of a 
uh, Nazi or white supremacist thing? No, it's not. So there, what that tells you that the feminization of men, the masculinization of women, the body positive, it's okay to just not work on yourself movement is for the good guys. But exercising, being self-aware, taking responsibility yourself, that's the bad guys. See how crazy that sounds? Change your narrative on that. Be fit, be healthy, be well. Uh, buy from farmer's markets. Learn who these people are. Interact with the, the lat, because I'm sure there's going to be a regulation coming down the pike where they're going to regulate produce. Yeah, well, I mean, the farmer markets are getting quite expensive. It's not even for the average person. Yeah, so you just buy a little what you need, but, but supplement. And in many countries, they've banned organic farming in the countries that service industrialization. So you want to start that. I did, I could tell you a couple of years ago, we started a home garden. It's a, an interesting um, venture in terms of emotionally, socially, and the product. You can actually, in a small plot of land, uh, if you're a family of four, you can grow a, uh, enough to have salad every day for your family. At least they're getting something that you can see it grow. It's good for the kids. It's good for everybody. So as an opt-out, too, you want to be well-read, well-sourced. Be more of an investigative um, reader, like investigate. Go behind a single paragraph. Don't go with one sentence and one paragraph and say, hey, that's what it is. Look deeper into it, right? Be very aware at all time while you're cruising the internet that it is most of it is fake. Most of it has an algorithm associated with it that is designed to um, hijack your brain and put you in a zone. Since we've been doing this internet thing, you can find yourself lost in the internet all day. You could have done a workout. You could have went for a walk. I've done that here. So I'm okay, I just get them go for a walk. Uh, Sleuth does that all the time. Get someone go for a walk. You get your 12,000 steps in at the time you were trying to finish following an Instagram feed. That could take endless, it could take you into a whole nother rabbit hole. Use technology, don't let it use you. Um... With your families and friends, it's going to be sometimes very difficult and challenging decisions you have to make when you start to opt out, that your footprint of materialism and consumerism goes down. So a lot of family members, they're going to be uncomfortable with that because you're not consuming all the time. So finding a soft way of educating them, and if they can't be educated, you have to accept them as pretty much a casualty of the apocalypse, right? You can still love them, but you have to protect yourself at all times. Um, those are some of the things you can do. Uh, learn skills and things that, that, that you can do to take care of yourself. Kayla and I were just talking about the thing in Hawaii. We contacted Laura, one of our folks over in Hawaii, and it's really bad. The docks are on fire. Many of the boats are burning. They're telling people to jump in the ocean, get on a boat. Um, they're sleeping at the airport. They're doing all kinds of things. They keep, no flights can get out anymore. That's an example. What the, when the cell towers went out, the only thing that works are walkie-talkies and ham radios. So again, I'm going to say it unapologetically. 
everybody get a walkie-talkie, a ham radio, or OCB, CB radio, so you can at least keep in touch with your family. Carry it in the back of your car and learn how to hook up the damn two wires it requires to turn it on. Um, if nothing even ever happens, that gesture is like a religious gesture. It's like going to an idol and praying and wishing the best. Just doing your due diligence in itself is a come to God moment because you're just aware that this world isn't everything it's cracked up to be. Everything that's cracked up to be are the people you love, the people that love you. That's what makes life worth living. Your family, your friends, your solar system. It's like we have a solar plexus chakra in our body, right? Right at your solar plexus. They talk about chakras, which means wheel. But the great minds of the past understood that the solar plexus chakra represented first you and what was within the range of your body and what was in the range of their body. It represented family and community. And once you had nurtured that, it kept the harmony of the lower and higher chakras, that solar plexus. So what is your solar system like? We care about our astrological sign. We care about birth signs. We care about a lot of those things. What about the solar system of you? You are the sun in the middle and everything that orbits around you are the planets that maintain harmony. The planets, who is your Mercury? Is it your husband, your wife, your boyfriend, your girlfriend? That's your Mercury, right? And then from there, um, you know, who's your, who's, your, who's your Mars, right? That best friend, that, that ever constant. And then who's your Earth? Who are the people that, that, that make you check yourself? So I just, for Optiles, we're going to do an assessment of who our solar system is. When all is said and done, when there's, the world is, is not providing for you, who provides that for you? Then nurture that. Once you answer those questions, then nurture that and only that. Everything else is on the periphery. We don't need to go far away to be in crowds of strangers, creating disharmony in our emotional, spiritual, and physical body to find pleasure. We can find pleasure amongst one another and the different layers of pleasure. It's about living. Um, so those are some of the things that opt-outs are doing. I love to read, and I suggest everybody uh, read. And if you, you, you have trouble finding good books, maybe we start a book club, right? Um, and start just reading about health, wellness, the latest breakthroughs and understanding of societal concepts and ideas. It just enhances your life. As I was talking before in the, the past uh, podcast, I, I read the book. Uh, now you download books. You don't read books. You just listen to them while you're driving called the triple package and it really helped me navigate issues in society it helped me understood family dynamics you know my wife was raised in somewhat of a religious cult and that affects the culture of the family and it helped me understand have better understanding and if nothing else changes you understand better you understand better and in understanding you have the ability to navigate better you understand how a car or truck works you can you can use it better. That doesn't mean you can't use it not knowing, but the more you know, the more you can exact upon it and get out of it. So for opt-outs, that's what we're trying to do. We want to be able-bodied. We want to have understandings of the latest breakthroughs in health research and nutrition and diet. And then we also want to have that diligent, critical auditing 
of our own behavior. I need it. I'm surrounded by people that that audit me on a regular basis. I got Vin, I got you, I got, um, now I have Adi and Jay, we're working on a project together. And I love just listening to what they have to say. And when they offer critique, it's always very useful. And it helps me uh, be a better auditor of the self, thus I can audit others better. I've been teaching and working with people for, for many decades now. And I learn from people. And that's why I'm in constant flow. And the key to our lives, and not only our physical, but our spiritual lives, is that movement. Fluidity is life. Fluidity is growth. So we want to stay there. We also don't want to be shy about knowing that much of the existing media that is out there is an enemy of humanity. And what I mean by that is that anything that doesn't speak the truth, anything that prevents knowledge from being exchanged, critical knowledge, not knowledge that serves them, but knowledge that is there for the sake of knowledge, to me is anti-human. That's to me. So if they're not telling you the dangers of what's in the food, if that's not headlines, then they don't care about you. If they're not telling you that endless wars are bad for humanity, they're not helping you. I mean, it was just horrible the other day when they had a whole special on who could win, the, the U.S. military or the Chinese military? Why would you even want to be provocative like that? Each country has a nuclear weapon. The U.S. says just for shits and giggles, they'll drop a nuke on somebody. Everybody knows that about the U.S. But what they have now are neutron bombs and high-yield nuclear bombs that will infect the whole planet. There will not be one living human being that will not be affected by the fallout of the modern-day nuclear weapons. So why would you rush to war and not rush to diplomacy? Why would you rush to conflict and not to friendship? So these people aren't speaking in your best interest. Please don't get caught up in politics. You have a coin with different faces on one side of the coin. You have a Trump and a Biden on either side of the coin. They do not care about you and me. So please, please opt out of politics. Please opt out of politics. Do not find yourself quoting the liberal mantra or the conservative mantra. Don't sit there and say, oh, the conservatives, and these, oh, the libs. Don't be one of those people. It's all divisive. It's all bad. And they can do better, but you're not, you, you, the collective you and we and me have not demanded of those people who are in positions to do better. They are walking disasters. They have done nothing to advance the condition of our collective humanity. So don't be fooled by empty patriotism. There was a time when the world had no borders. We should go back to that time where we are bound by collective mutual interest, not by political narratives and empty rhetoric from um, sociopathic and psychopathic politicians. So opt-outs we know when we, people speak, as the Aboriginal Americans said, they speak with forked tongues. So we know that. So there's nothing they can say at that point that, that is interesting to us other than how they're going to interfere with our daily life. Then we can understand how they're going to do that so we can navigate around it. Positively protect your health and well-being. 
get to know within your community um, clinicians of all levels of mastery, your nurse practitioner, your different doctors you know, your different health advisors, your acupuncturists. Get, get, have people in your circle that are utility to you, that they can help you navigate health issues before they get out of hand and you find yourself caught up in the medical establishment. When you have crazy friends and relatives that are mentally ill and they're deep in it, remember you can't help them. You can just love them. You cannot help them. You can only love them. So love them with all your heart, but know that love is not the wrath they need. Wish them well, guard your love, but get out of their way. That means healthy boundaries. Always create healthy boundaries. That is not against anybody, but know the capacity of each person. You may have people within your circle that are good at emergencies uh, and, and others that are not. Caitlin and I were talking about some people are good at fixing things. They can look at something and fix it. There are other people that are completely confused by it. They're not able to figure out you know, how to open a bag of chips, but they may be good at something else. Accept them for that. Don't chastise them for not being who you want them to be. But within our community of opt-outs, everybody brings a different skill set to the table. Some multiple, some singular. But value that and, 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 and try not to unmake what is made. So those are the, the ways, some of the ways, Ben, I can think of that as we're getting through these particular times, which are very difficult and nobody will escape it. Every day there can be challenges and I'm telling you, there can be real big challenges that will wear on your endurance. But if you as a family are in line with that, you will find safety and comfort with each other. There will be more mass shootings. There will be more weird diseases. There will be more corruption of the food source. There will be more corruption of the water source. There will be no rescue coming from government. So if you know that, what can you do to harmonize your own life as you move through it? Be for one, you must be physically and mentally fit. That's the bottom line. If you're not mentally and physically fit, you will not be able to withstand the weight and girth of this moment. The food is bad. The water is bad. The education is bad. You're what's good. You're good. So be good to yourself, right? And you don't have to be fanatical. You don't have to be, just be aware of these are the moments we live in. If you know you live in an area of dust storms, you carry with you a scarf and goggles. That doesn't make you a prepper. That doesn't make you uh, some apocalyptic thinker. You living in a dust storm. We live in a storm of ignorance. Knowledge is your scarf. The discerning mind are your goggles. Keep them with you at all times. You follow me, Vin? Yeah, Z, if we bring this back to the idea that we started with of a sanctuary, it's interesting that a lot of this starts with being able to, I'm not sure what the right word is. I was going to say control, but not so much control, but be that master of your own mind. So that speaks to the mental fitness that you just brought up, that we've got to be aware of what's going on around us. 
we have to be able to filter information. We have to be able to read, as you said, to look at multiple news sources. We have to understand what people's motivations are when they're telling us something and use that to form our view of what's going on, because that's going to give us a clearer picture. It might not give us the truth because there's never going to be an absolute truth or we'll never have enough information to see the entire truth, but we'll have a sharper and sharper picture of what is, and then we can do a better job navigating. So if we go back to that sanctuary idea, step one is have that sanctuary of the mind. And then you talk beyond that about family and the people that you love. And that brings me to an idea that we've talked about quite a bit on this podcast, that the home is a sanctuary. That you come back and you're with the people that you care about. You're in an environment that is conducive to peace. Uh, it's a place where you can leave the troubles of the day behind. You've fulfilled your obligations. You can come, you can relax, you can recharge. And if we can create that sanctuary at home, at number one, we get more of that energy. So it helps us get through life. And two, it puts us in touch with things that are actually important to us. Uh, it gives us a shelter away from the storms going on in the outside world. All of the craziness that we've mentioned, uh, the mass shootings, the people who are on edge, and not like we need to go around worrying every single day that someone is going to stab us, but it's really an exercise in risk control and cost versus benefit. So if we know that the outside world is getting more dangerous, and we know that we benefit much more from being around family and being in a nice home environment, then the decision is easy. You know, it's like what Caitlin talked about. Why go and work out with a thousand other people where you're crammed elbow to elbow uh, and you might get a disease, you might get people who are pissed off because they're bumping into one another. You're not going to be able to actually do what you intended to do. Why not change that environment and spend, envir spend more time in environments that are conducive to our own health? And so to me, that's the second part of the sanctuary. And the third thing, which maybe is related to the first two, is just having that clarity. You know, what, what do we care about? What is going to serve us? What are we all about? And that is where we start to dedicate our time. And if we do that, then a lot of these things that are unhealthy, whether it's hanging out with people who don't have our best interest at heart, uh, or it's getting engaged in political discussions that lead nowhere, or paying attention to social media and news, and just feeding our minds, poisoning our minds with hatred and with fear, a lot of that is going to drop away because we've got a clear idea of what we are here to do and what is going to give us value. And I'll just share some of my experience with that. I've gone through this process over the past 10 years of examining what I care about, what I think is important to me, how I want to live, what my standards are for success. And in doing that, it's interesting to you because I've ended up at a point which is similar to what you describe. A lot of things fall away. I mean, most of what we go through in this life is irrelevant. And some of it, of course, we have to do. I mean, you have to work and make money and put food on the table. And so you fulfill that obligation. But beyond that, what I've found for me is that there are very few things in this life that give me value, that make me feel alive and whole and excited and passionate and creative. And that means that I'm a lot more focused. I can focus on those four or five things, whether it's the, uh, the art and the music whether it's spending time with my family, whether it's working out, whether it's being around nature, there's a short list of things that I know are going to give me value. And that also becomes a sanctuary. So that clarity means that we naturally gravitate towards things that are serving us. And we pull back from the ideas that are leading us in the wrong, in the wrong direction. 
uh, or the situations that are liabilities uh, that are going to expose us to danger, expose us uh, to the mentally unstable people. We just don't have any need for it. And if we really critically examine ourselves, we don't miss it. Uh, I think a lot of the time we get into these situations, we just follow what everyone else is doing. Uh, you know, I remember when I first came to New York, you come here as a young person and you go out the four or five nights a week because everyone else does that. And you're in a city and it's exciting and you want to do that. And for a while it's cool, but then you see people who never get past that, who are burnt out, uh, who are perpetually tired, who are afraid to be by themselves, who get anxious every time there, there isn't something going on. Uh, so if you look at that situation objectively and say, I don't want to be a part of this, I can go on my own path. Uh, at times, yeah, maybe I do want to be with other people, but a lot of times I don't need to be there just for the sake of being there. I've got enough possession of myself. I've got enough interest in my own company, my own activities that I'm going to be okay. I think that's also naturally a way to create the sanctuary. So I think these are all good ideas. And then the final thing that you mentioned, which I also think is important, is recognizing that there are actual dangers that we face. So let's be prepared. Let's be a little more vigilant than maybe we have in the past. Let's make sure that we have disaster plans and backup plans and we've got the right equipment and we can survive if things break down. Again, not that they will, but they might. And it's just a recognition of reality. Uh, and also it's a way to create peace of mind because if we know that we can survive and we're going to be okay and we've done everything that we can do, uh, we can relax. We can surrender to the whims of fate instead of constantly worrying about what might happen and are we prepared or are we going to be able to handle the challenges that are in front of us? And so Z, I've summarized a lot of what you said. Um, and let me know what you think. I mean, is it, does this hit on uh, the points that you wanted to get across? No, you're dead on, Van, and all we can do is reinforce it. There was the old, in that Shakespeare play, what uh, the advisor Polonius said, to thyself be true. And the truth is also something we need to seek. And let's just go over a few things before we close. So you're an opt-out. You're a person who thinks for yourself. Yet you're surrounded by a world and you're being bombarded every waking hour, if not even in your sleep, with these really failed narratives, these um, mal-narratives, so to say, that are programming our brain. So you go to the solar plexus chakra and you hold that chakra and you look at who is your universe. The people you love provide for you just about every emotional human need you could imagine. You, you render your duties every day to the world. Whatever you have to render unto Caesar, give that to him, but keep the rest for yourself. Go do your job, do your work, and return to the center of your world. So that's your beloved of all kinds. When you seek counsel and, and, and comfort and identity, go to your friends. Go to your friends. But always live in bhakti and in reverence and look at what you have. One of the hardest things to do is run through your day without human connection. I've experienced this. You do your work. What I mean by not human connection, human connection has different layers. There is the superficial connection in the outer realm of your universe. The people you encounter every day, they like you, they hate you, whatever doesn't matter to you. Then you return to the eveningtude of the heart and you want to be around people that love you. 
Ideally, we could immerse ourselves daily in the love and the embraces of people that care about us, that think about you, they joke with you, they bring a smile to you. If you have a beloved, you have healthy, intimate relationships. Very important to have healthy, intimate relationships, be it of a low or high frequency of sensual and sexuality, whichever way you roll. That's very important because that's why we are alive. That's part of the prime directive to improve the species, okay? And then the survival aspect represents the comfort of your herd or tribe, right? If you watch nature, you learn so much about nature. You know, you think about zebras. I was watching this thing on, on animals. I just love those documentaries. And zebras aren't necessarily um, great fighters in the sense. But a zebra can kill a lion with a well-placed kick. It can break the lion's jaw. The lion then can't eat, and it starves to death, and the hyenas eat the lion. But what the zebras have going for themselves is the integrity of their herd. They're very, very family-oriented. So too do other vulnerable creatures in nature, giraffes, very family-oriented. And it is that protection of the family, the comfort of the family, that allows them to relax. And when need be, the resources of the family defend them from apex predators all the time. What we learn from that in the physics of our own humanity, when we're running about in pursuit of this and that, looking for excitement, thrills, vacations, what is a better vacation than just chilling with the people you love? Caitlin, can you think of a better vacation than that? I've seen the whole world. There's some beautiful places in the world. Yet you can relive that every day in the heart of people you love around you. Good friends, good family, right? So those are the things that opt-outs do. We don't need to go to um, crowded places for recreation. Every now and then you'll go out to a club or see a band. But if it's too congested, if it's too chaotic, don't worry about COVID as you should worry about diseases of the mind being spread to you. You go out, you can't account for these people around you. Insane beliefs, insane ideas, normalized dysfunction. Do you really need that? The divorce rate in some areas is 70%. Drug abuse amongst teenagers is at an all-time high. Depression, suicidal thoughts. Do you need that? Is that, you want to go to a park for that? No. You've seen that in the last few weeks, all these entertainers are lip syncing, right? So I guess Cardi B or somebody got something thrown at her. She was just singing and then just threw the mic at the audience and the songs were still playing. Taylor Swift, uh, whoever got mad at somebody and was yelling at somebody, music still playing. It's still going. So what's the benefit of going to a concert? They don't perform live. So you can sit at home and, 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 and uh, whatever they call it, download uh, your music. Just download the music and blast it all you want at home. That doesn't mean you want to go out in the world, but damn it, don't risk your sanity, let alone your life, to be in this mess. 
right? So, so that's it, man. I, I just find that the greatest place to be is, in, 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 like Dorothy said in Wizard of Oz, there's no place like home. Make your home the best place to be. Everything else you can use technology to peek into, from the safety of your own home, the comfort of your, not safety, the comfort of your own home. But that's it, Vin. Those are my thoughts. Yeah, yeah, and just one final thought. That's also a way to reclaim technology and use it in a way that benefits us. So instead of the doom scrolling and the, the, the worthless content, take that technology, figure out things that you want to do, you want to learn about, and you're right, you can access the, the entire world now uh, from your living room. Mm -hmm. There you go. Okay? All right. Everybody check us out on Dharma Media, Lion with a Mic by MyCenturyProject.com. Help a brother out. Help yourself out. Peace. If you enjoyed the show, please consider leaving us a review on Podbean, iTunes, or your favorite podcasting app. Each five-star review helps us bring you more unique and insightful content. Learn more at DharmaMedia.com. Peace. Peace.